Have you ever done something so crazy, so impulsive and ill-advised that you look back and wonder, what the hell was I thinking? This happened to me in the spring of 2020 when I became obsessed with finding a first-generation Toyota Tundra. I suppose part of this was a result of going stir-crazy, but while the rest of the country was sheltering in place, I was responding to classifieds, hopping on planes, visiting used car dealerships, and meeting shady private sellers, all in hopes of acquiring a low-mileage truck in excellent condition. I was hunting a unicorn. My name is Nick Heil. I'm a journalist and author, and what you might call a tundra enthusiast, although my girlfriend prefers the term fanatic or psycho. My enthusiasm shifted into overdrive earlier this year with the arrival of the 2022 Tundra, a special truck that has been more than a decade in the making. But before I tell you about the latest version, let me explain my obsession. I wasn't always this way. When I bought my first Tundra, way back in 2005, I hadn't thought too much about why it appealed to me. I needed a truck and it was on sale. But over the course of owning that truck, it completely won me over. I've been driving my original truck, a 2002 Access cab in metallic silver, bought slightly used, for more than 17 years. It has outlasted relationships, homes, and jobs, racking up nearly 300,000 miles on the hairiest high mountain roads through summer rainstorms and the gnarliest winter blizzards. The worst that's ever happened to me, knock on wood, is a flat tire. That old truck still runs great, but these days it looks like it would be more at home in a demolition derby than my gravel driveway. When I started to search for a replacement, nothing seemed right. The slightly newer models were better on paper, but I loved my old truck. Eventually I realized what I really wanted was a nicer version of the rig I'd had forever. I soon discovered that finding one was no easy task. First-gen Tundras are becoming classics, and I wasn't the only person who'd recognized their sweet spot of power, size, performance, and durability. Acquiring one locally proved to be impossible, so I extended my search nationwide. One time, after locating one on Craigslist, I dropped everything and drove 15 hours straight to Kansas, only to learn that the truck was covered in rust, a fact the dealer had kept hidden from me. Another time, I was on the phone with a salesman when a different buyer walked in and snagged the truck in question. Sorry about that, the rep chirped. As soon as I found a good one, it seemed, it got snatched up the same day the ad appeared. One morning, after six months of rigorous searching, I came across an ad on the Auto Trader website for what appeared to be a perfect specimen a 2006 double cab with only 155,000 miles in nearly mint condition at a bargain price from a private seller in Kentucky. The ad had posted just a couple of hours earlier and I grabbed my phone and got in touch. After some frantic travel, we completed the deal in the parking lot of a hotel near the airport. By the next morning, I was headed back west to New Mexico behind the wheel of the 06. I had to laugh. It was nearly identical to my original truck, even the same silver metallic color. I'd love to tell you that my story ended there, that I was thrilled with the Kentucky truck, which I was, 
and happy to drive it for the next 15 years. But no sooner had I arrived home than rumors began dropping about the release of the 2022 Tundra, an all-new design created from the ground up. The prospect of an even better Tundra, more efficient, more powerful, cleaner, quieter, and as slick as the designers could make it, consumed my imagination. The new truck had all the DNA of my old rig, but it was better in every way. By the time the first photos emerged, I knew I was in trouble. The redesigned powertrain was smaller, but more powerful and more efficient. A new composite six-foot bed was roomier and more durable. And the off-road platform, inspired by Toyota's legendary Land Cruiser, meant the truck was even more capable than previous models. Add some high-end trim options and the new truck could compete with the finest luxury SUVs. I don't think I've ever been so enamored with the idea of a new truck. Every inch of it seemed to have a story to tell. Following my latest obsession, I soon found myself chatting with top Toyota engineers, designers, and fellow fanatics just like me. They pointed out features I might not have noticed, told me about small decisions that made a big impact, and shared the various roadblocks and breakthroughs they experienced along the way. In other words, all the details, now that the truck is finished, that might wind up filed away and forgotten. This is the story of how I went from being a guy who owned and loved one old truck to someone obsessed with a brand new truck, one that has been recreated from the ground up and everything that it took to turn that idea into reality. I'm Nick Heil, and this is the Tundra Files. There have been some pretty iconic Toyota trucks over the years, like Marty McFly's black 1985 4x4 from Back to the Future. Check out that 4x4. That is hot. Okay, back her up. Someday, Jennifer. Someday. Or the stock 2012 Crewmax Tundra that towed the space shuttle through Los Angeles. In space, the shuttle endeavor is practically weightless. But here on Earth, what a stock Toyota Tundra toted. That bad boy weighed 292,000 pounds. Then there's the all-white 2017 SR5 called the Marshmallow Tundra because it got toasted when Nurse Alan Pierce drove through a wildfire helping evacuate a hospital during the campfire in Paradise, California. I don't know, I was saying things like if my kids saw this, like they would be, if they, if they saw a marshmallow this color, it would be perfect. Right. You know, it'd be like the, this perfectly toasted marshmallow. And um, that's kind of where that started. That was the first time that was said. Yeah. <laughs> it's been said many times by many other people because it is that just perfect shade. But there's one Tundra that people actually talk about more than all the others. One that perfectly captures the strengths of the truck and has defined its reputation ever since it came to light the Million Mile Tundra. If you're already a fan of the Tundra, or Toyotas in general, there's a good chance you've heard this story. But it's one of those tales that gets repeated so often, there's also a good chance that you're getting a lot of it wrong. The first version I heard was basically this. Toyota engines are so reliable, one of the original 4.7 liter V8s went a million miles with little more than regular oil changes. 
When the head engineers at Toyota got word of this vehicle, they bought it back from the owner and tore it apart to see what they could learn and how much that knowledge could be transferred to the 2022 Tundra. That version isn't completely wrong. It's just not the whole story. Yeah, it was it was funny because I, I wasn't aware there was a truck out there. And one of our uh, regional members, uh, sales members, called me up and says, hey, I've got a customer down in Louisiana that's, that's about ready to pass a million miles on this truck. Would you like to see the truck? This is Mike Sweers, Toyota's lead engineer on the Tundra redesign. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see this <laughs> truck. You know, and I'm like, I'm thinking it's some guy that handles a lot of time on his hand, drives around. You know, what? What? how do you put, in 10 years, put a million miles on your truck? <laughs> yeah, right. The guy's name was Vic Shepard. The truck was a 2007, the first year of the Tundra's new body style, although it still had the legendary 4.7, the last year that motor was used in the Tundra. This was in 2016, so he'd owned the truck for basically 10 years and driven a million miles. Most people drive around 10 to 15,000 miles a year. Vic was driving 100,000 miles. Uh, the owner of this truck drove hotshot for the oil industry. And if you don't know what that is, it's uh, when there's an emergency breakdown, they load equipment, pumps, uh, heavy, you know, steel, heavy equipment, these type of things, pipelines. So he's either hauling or towing something 70% of the time this truck is laden. Wow. And uh, they show me a picture of Vic, Vic, and Vic is a big, big gentleman. I mean, mm -hmm. he is uh, six foot six, about 425 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and wow. uh, just literally, I think he could pick the truck up. He is, a, he is a beast of a man. Now, Mike oversees engineering for a bunch of different vehicles, but he got his start engineering car seats. So what he most wanted to see was how a million miles of driving impacted the foam and the frame of the front seat, especially with someone built like an NFL lineman behind the wheel. We traded keys and I was talking to him, especially about the front seat. I said, you know, uh, how many hours do you feel you've been in the seat driving? He goes, oh, I've been, I slept in that seat a lot more than I drove the seat. He goes, I'm always in that seat. Wow. And the amazing thing is we tore it apart. There's no bro broken, I figured the frame was gonna be broken. You know, the foam is gonna be uh, worn but he had one little tear in it and, and the frame was perfect. Wow. With the all important front seat evaluation out of the way, they moved on to other things, like sending the engine to be evaluated at the plant in Alabama that built it. But it was kind of the same story as the front seat. It was in pretty good shape. And the surprising thing is, I expected them to come back and say, well, this, this thing is on its last leg and, and uh, you know, it's, it's doing okay. Vic didn't report any oil burnage, burning or, you know, uh, valve noise, these type of things to us. And again, he maintained his, his engine. He changes oil regularly. How they many tore, timing belts did he go through? <laughs> That's he, what I want to know. Well, the interesting thing is he, uh, he had changed that, I think, three times, hmm. if my memory is correct. So don't quote me on that. Yeah. He put two alternators on and a water pump. And that was about the only service to that, that anything under the hood. So. Wow, everything else is original. Yes, and, and regular oil changes. So he changed his oil as recommended at the dealership, you know, so he's using factory fill and he's changing his oil regularly. Right, right. 
we tore this thing down. And what the team came back and told me is said, you know, if we did a, we changed the rings and uh, did a valve job on this, it almost meets new spec. We could ship this engine out. So, so we, we learned a lot. I guess what I would end with is we learned a lot with this truck. It didn't result in a lot of changes. Vic Shepard's Million Mile Tundra confirmed what many Toyota fans already knew, that their trucks were built to last. When it came time for Swears and his team to sit down to design the third generation of the Tundra, they knew the quality of the engineering under the hood was already in place. They just had to maintain that standard when building the all-new powertrain for the 2022 model. There was, however, one aspect of the Million Mile Tundra that hadn't fared too well, the bed. You got to the bed of this truck and it looked like somebody set a bomb off in it. Um, it's mild steel. And when I say they throw pipes and, and motors and pumps and stuff back there, literally it looks like they dropped them off of a forklift into the back of the truck. It was just beat to pieces. And this is where some lessons were learned. Swears and his team understood that a premium truck needed to be able to hold up to some abuse, but how best to do that presented some challenges. One of our goals for this whole truck is how do we improve longevity? How do we stop body rust and corrosion? How do we improve what's doing? And so the light clicks on and we sat around his team and we started talking about, hey, Vic's truck looked great. And we, you know, we looked at every nut and bolt. We tore the body welds apart and looked where we can improve the body strength. But the main focus became, how do we make a better bet? And so we were sitting down as a team and we're talking about, uh, you know, what materials are available because we also want to take mass out of the vehicle so we could get our towing up. And so we're, we're talking and you've, you've seen the bed wars, you know, there's aluminum is great for making a lightweight uh, bed but it has durability issues. High strength steel is, is lighter weight than, than mild steel is uh, and gives you the durability, but then you have corrosion issues. What they eventually decided on was a composite bed, which is lighter than steel and stronger than aluminum. But if you make pickup trucks, how do you show people how strong and tough your truck bed is? And, and so we started looking at that. And as I took it to sales and Bob Carter, you know, I've said, we're, we're going to go with a composite deck on this, just so you know. So think about from a marketing standpoint, how do you want to talk about this? I mean, what everyone else does in their commercials is drop heavy stuff in the bed. But Toyota came up with something completely different. And I said, Bob, you've seen the, you've seen the bed wars. Why don't you do what you've seen in the commercials? You know, drop some bricks in it, maybe drop an empty toolbox in it. Instead of dropping heavy stuff in the bed like everyone else, they dropped really heavy stuff in the bed. And uh, I get there and they're like, we're, we're going to show the dealers a movie. And uh, if you go on Toyota.com, you can see this. But we dropped the bricks just like our competitor did. And then they drop River Rock in there. And then they drop cinder blocks in there. And they're showing the weight of this going up. And then there's cement blocks in the back. And they keep dropping these things in. And then they push them out and they wash the deck out. And they're like, ah, look, not couple little scratches, no dents, no cracks, nothing. And I'm like, Bob, that's perfect. That's, that is spectacular. Dealers will love that. Really shows it out. He goes, yeah, he goes, I didn't think that was good enough. And he goes, let's go out back. I'm going to show you what we're going to, we're, we're going to show them as a finale. So oh boy. <laughs> they had to go outside and I walk outside and 
from 15 feet, they're dropping a V8 engine into the back of this truck. <laughs> and I, I look at Bob Carter and I'm like, have you lost your mind? He goes, what, you don't think it'll do it? I'm like, I have no idea. We, we never designed for anything like that. It's important to understand here that the difference between dropping bricks or a bunch of river rock in the back of a truck is that bricks and rocks separate as they fall. So they don't hit the truck at exactly the same time. A V8 engine, on the other hand, is one solid piece of metal. And when it's dropped from 15 feet in the air, it's hitting the truck with more than 15,000 pounds of force. So, so at the dealer meeting, seven times they dropped this engine in the back of this truck. You know, the tailgate's bouncing around, the truck's bouncing around, but it, it took it and, and uh, I took that video, I took a video of it and brought it back to, to uh, R&D and I, you know, we're in one of our, what we call BEA meetings and I'm in there. I'm like, um, <laughs> kudos to the design on the bed. It's, uh, I don't know what our next standard's going to be of dropping engines is okay. You know, I don't know where to go from there. That's but, great. Uh, so, you know, it was a, it was an awesome development. And, it, and truly when I said it's, this development was a lot of fun because I work with truck guys. Well, they're putting their passion into the vehicle and they're looking at the things that they yeah. would appreciate. And in this composite bed's one of them. It doesn't corrode, it doesn't damage, it's easy to wash out. You know, there's all these type of things, advantages that we have uh, over what even our past generation uh, vehicle had. And that all came out of this million mile truck. Were there other aspects of the Million Mile Tundra that you discovered that surprised you and, and, and maybe pointed you in a direction for the new Tundra? Yeah, um, the sun visor detent was wore out. And oh, that interesting. Was one of, <laughs> that was one of okay. Vic's big yeah. complaints. As a sun visor wouldn't stay up there, he had uh, a piece of elastic. It was actually a rubber band uh, pinned up to it so he could pull it out, and then he would use a sun visor, and then he'd put it back under the rubber band. Um, how many thousands of you, times he used that, I have no idea, but I'm happy to say that we believe we have a million mile sun visor now as well. <laughs> That's gotta be a hot selling point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you advertise okay, that. The, the, the bed is great, but let me just show you the sun visor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> the story of the million mile tundra is a fun one to share at a party or around a campfire. It's how a lot of people first learn about the Tundra. But of course, not many of us will ever drive a vehicle even close to that kind of distance. For Mike Sweers and his team, the point wasn't to figure out how to build a truck that can turn seven digits on the odometer. They'd already done that. And since then, several more Tundras have hit a million miles. I mean, Vic Shepard has already passed 700,000 miles on the 2014 Tundra that Toyota gave him. So, when Toyota asked Mike and 42 engineers from the States to come to Japan for two years and design the third generation Tundra, they knew they needed to figure out how to make a vehicle that was already great, even better. They asked me to come over to Japan for a couple of years and, and uh, lead this development. And I'm thinking, wow, we're gonna get everything we ever wanted. And uh, this, is, this is gonna be awesome, right? Um, little did I know how difficult that was gonna be. With the first and second generation Tundras already setting such a high bar, the 2022 model had to aim even higher. It wouldn't just be competing against other automakers. 
it would be competing against the very trucks that came before it. Given those high standards, where do you start when designing a truck from the ground up? If you're a Toyota, you start with one of the most iconic, reliable four-wheel drive vehicles ever created, the Land Cruiser. And then you make it so much better that by the time you're done, not only have you created a new truck, you've invented a completely new way to build them. We developed a new platform, we developed new welding, we developed new welding wire, we developed new steel to go all into this platform to give us the strength and the corrosion and the durability that we need to be a Toyota truck. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a nerd, but it's, it's awesome. That's next time. 